Hi, my name is Eddie from Wolf Alice, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. Congratulations with the new record. Um, it's been definitely a record that I've been listening to over and over again since it dropped. Uh, but before we really dive into this record, you guys are currently on the fall tour right now in support of the album. So what is it like being back on the road and being able to perform these songs live to your fans? Yeah, it's been amazing so far. Um, I've been dreaming of coming back to America for ages now and I didn't let myself really believe that it would happen till I was there standing on stage so you know it's a huge relief to be here and um, I had no idea how people would react to the new album in a live environment and they seem to be really enjoying it you know this seeing people sing back the words it's, it's been fantastic so I'm loving it. <laughs> Do you feel like a new perspective of, of of the songs as you're performing them live and hearing the audience, you know, the fans sing it back to you? Yeah, in a way, I think it's seeing which ones people react to and how they react to it. It's really interesting. I don't know if it provides me with a new perspective, but it kind of opens my eyes to maybe what people want or need in in terms of maybe lyrics I don't know you know like I don't know for example like No Hard Feelings is like a sweet little breakup song or whatever and it, it's funny to see people like shout those words back like uh makes me feel like oh, okay like we all everyone I don't know what I'm trying to say but it's been really interesting <laughs> One of the, the interesting things about uh, artists that have released, uh, well, not really interesting, it's something that has been common from what I've been hearing from artists that have released new music, you know, after going through the year and a half that we went through, is that it was the recording process and the writing process was different because they didn't have these like tours and live performances to kind of test out the songs before going into the studio. So how much of an impact did not having these shows and tours have on the entire band as you guys were getting ready to record this record? Yeah. I don't know, because I kind of feel like that's only a privilege you get really with your first album. Like I, We didn't really road test songs from our second album because people just record it on their phones and then you get like these half-formed, not very good-sounding videos of new songs before you've had a chance to release them or it might inform decisions that you're not ready to make yet so other than your first album I don't I've never really road tested songs before but definitely when it comes to like making decisions about what songs to you know push the most or like where like where to put things in the set and stuff like that you need to you want to see people's reaction to them so it's been weird not playing shows in that sense, but I don't know how much it would have informed the writing, really. As far as going into the studio uh, to record this this record, you guys went into the studio with Marcus Stravs, um, who has been working with a lot of major like bands as well. So stepping in to the recording process with him, how would you say that he elevated this record? Um, and for you personally, how would you say that he helped you step out of your comfort zone in order to try new vocal ranges and new vocal techniques? Well, I think like one of the reasons we were really excited to go with Marcus because he does the word elevation is 
it's apt. It's like I feel like a lot of bands he works with, with do they are elevated. I don't know what the word is, but do you know what I mean? Like they sound grand, they sound big and wide, and that was something we were really excited about. So kind of knew that he is capable of achieving that. So yeah, the goal was there, and we were both had our eyes set on it and um he just kind of yeah just helped us get there and um you know in a way in which we were comfortable doing as well you know he he wasn't trying to like change our minds about things but rather just bring to fruition what we already wanted but didn't know how to get to and you know that's in that's like super valuable um as a producer because they're you know they're a collaborator, they're a fifth member, you know, rather than like the leader or whatever, you know. And he's he was good at that and he's like, you know, you know, you need to be someone that can join you know, we're a, we're a group that've been together for ten years and we're you know, we're very tight and we have our own way of speaking to each other that can be hard to penetrate and like he's perfect person to just join our group really like First and foremost, incredibly lovely man. So yeah, it was great. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a normal situation in which we were in. You know, in the studio during the global, and he, you know, just had like hours on just finishing this album, making it the best thing we'd ever done. So I really appreciated his work. For you, as far as your vocals, did you feel like you were trying new vocal techniques, new vocal ranges? Like, did you discover new ways of singing on this record? I think I maybe went through that experience on the second record. I think the first one I held back a lot due to time, but also due to maybe like insecurity. Second record I didn't, but again, there was still not that much time for me to truly, truly kind of discover my range and stuff and and this time around we afforded more time and and it was something that you know I've realized is something I enjoy like vocal layering you know vocal experimenting it's not a phrase but I'm coining it um so yeah so so yes you know not in a hugely departed way from anything I've done in the previous record but it was fun to maybe take it to places I hadn't been able to what kind of experimentations did you guys all have as a whole uh during this recording process um like did you guys try anything experiment with the guitars the drums like did you experiment with creating sounds from scratch like what were some of those uh processes that you went through I think, yeah, I think Joel did a lot of experimenting with his hand on, like, programming stuff. Like, sometimes he just kind of left to his own devices and then would come back, or, like, on his own computer and then come back into the room and just, like, upload what he'd done into the track or whatever. And, you know, that was nice because it's maybe a skill that he hasn't had. You don't always get to flex when you're working with it, like, professional producer and engineer and stuff so that was nice and um Joff kind of went back to basics really on what he's you know I mean Joff I spent 
years and years as a musician he's like constantly noodling noodling on the acoustic guitar and it's weird that that maybe hasn't found its way into our records before that which is what I when I think of Joff I see him noodling an acoustic guitar you know so, so it was nice that he was able to bring this record much more than any other record before you know experimenting with like that side of his guitar playing um yeah and then vocal layering I feel like was something that we really got knuckle uh really expanded on this time around and a few things like not I don't think we you know did things that were like totally not us more that just kind of expanded on things that we already knew that we liked but perhaps hadn't the chance to explore much would you say that this record was uh was like a whole new challenge for you guys or was it just a natural process going in and creating the songs that you did I think writing these songs felt kind of natural and then when it got to the studio it was it proved to be quite difficult like for a number of reasons I think like pressure from ourselves from you know having had two well done records before and like I don't know like the songs I think we knew they were good and then and therefore that or we knew that we liked them a lot because I mean good is subjective isn't it but so it was like a pressure from ourselves to like make them as like coherent I don't know like make other people hear them as good which you just kind of have to eventually just relinquish control of that really because you just you know I don't know. It was it was a tough experience. I think partly probably due to that like, we were so tunnel vision with the whole process because like there was nothing else to do. You know, we were locked in in the studio essentially. So it was really tough to be honest. But I feel like made a better record for the reasons that made it hard. I love that uh, you gave us like a punkish vibe uh, with play the greatest hits. Can you? Take me into the studio process of, of, first of all, writing that track and also recording it. For Play the Greatest Hits? Yeah. Yeah, well, when we first got together to make some music after like a couple of months off post Visions of a Life, we went to um, Somerset, which is a little country, countryside place in England, and we rented an Airbnb and like, just brought our instruments down there. And I think it was like, if anything, it was more like a kind of rebonding trip, like not as friends, but as like a band, you know, like why we do this together rather than like just on our own or, you know, whatever. And um, we went out one night and had just like a really classic all phallus night, like just really ridiculously stupid and silly and fun. And uh, well, next morning we were hungover and we're like, we should probably write some tunes. And we were like, I think it's quite hard to write lyrics as a group because, you know, especially if they come from a personal place, like, I don't know, you kind of need your own space. So when we write songs lyrically together, I often start from something a bit stupid. So we're like, let's write about that last night. And so we wrote this song about last night and it was really funny. 
And we had, Joff had that riff on the bass. So it was like, you know, it was a silly, it was like an upbeat, silly song from the beginning. But when we went home, I kept listening to it. And I was like, this doesn't, this deserves more than to be a joke song, you know, like. So we took the words, which were about a specific night out and made it about like general going out and being hedonistic and kind of disgusting and, and, you know, like worked on the, it was initially like one and a half minutes long, like prolonged it a little bit, built it up to be, you know, a more serious song and uh, it provided a little sense of kind of like, what's the word, like relief from what had been like quite a lot of mid pace, very serious, emotionally charged, sensitive songs on the album. It was a nice break uh, from yeah. from all the other material, but at the same time, it, it was surprising for me. But it was a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as the tone of this record goes, uh, was there a particular song that, as you were writing it, you 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 found the identity of the album, or did you come into this album knowing the identity as you were starting to write it? I think we never really know what where things are going to go but like we've always spoke about how we love being a guitar band and you know potentially making what you might call rock music but we love the kind of high production of pop music and the accessibility of pop music and we always kind of want to blend the two really uh, I think if you're lucky enough you know some Bands want to sound being recorded in their bedroom or the garage or whatever. Not that I don't. That's an old old myth that people record music in their garage. Do they? I don't know. We even have garages in the UK. But anyway, you know what I mean. Like that kind of lo-fi punky thing. And like, what I love music and the song like that. I think if you've got the opportunity to make it sound like as big as a pop song, you know, like I really that feels like dream come true to me. And so. You know, you know, when you're in the studio and you've got all this stuff and you're working with a producer, it's like, okay, how massive can I make this sound? You know, I love layering and things like that. You know, sometimes more is more rather than less is more. And uh, I, that's the kind of thing I wanted. I wanted it to be big. I wanted it to be wide. Uh, my favourite, some of the favourite times I enjoy music is watching cinema. And I want that feeling of like, this feels cinematic. I feel like I'm the main character in my own movie, you know. I want it to be an album like that. Even though I love punk music and rock music and I love going to live shows, I wanted it to feel romantic and cinematic. So that was my only kind of aim and then everything else is just kind of let it happen, really, see what, what happens. Which song challenged you guys, uh, challenged you guys to either start writing or finalise? Uh, a lot of them, to be fair, like, I think maybe Lipstick on the Glass because it had gone through a lot of demos. It was, you know, kind of sounded, my initial demo sounded like kind of like 2000s kind of pop song. And, and then we took it into the rehearsal room and it became like a kind of big band rock song, weird Las Vegasy type thing. And then we took it, kind of made a hybrid in the studio and like we were like, what is this song? Like we didn't want to dump it because we all lo- liked it. It moved us, but we couldn't figure out what it was. And I still don't really know what it is, but I like it. 
Now, aside from uh, this record, you also recently just dropped the deluxe version of it, and you did a uh, a cover of Alex G's Bobby. And I love that this is a different kind of like sound than what we're what we're used to with with Wolf Alice. So, um, for, what was the reason for choosing this song, Bobby, to be part of the deluxe? And you know, what was that creative process like, kind of making it or giving it your own twist? I don't think we gave it much of our own twist, to be honest. Like, if you listen to the original, it's like a boy-girl duet, um, beautiful harmonies, and a, you know, the, a nice addition of violin. And I wanted it to keep it close to the original, just because it's more. It was fun for us to play. Like, you know, I love I love singing with Joel. I think our voices go well together, and perhaps we didn't highlight that enough. On, this record, you know, so it was a nice opportunity to show, you know, up Joel and myself singing together. And, you know, we love country music, we love folk music, and I feel like that, that was a, like, kind of, it's got a country vibe, you know, that song. And uh, Alex G is one of our favourite songwriters, you know, in this day and age. And we... So, you know, we kind of just we used to sing that song together in the dressing room and, like, you know, just, just for fun. So then we're like, if it's fun for us, maybe it'd be fun for other people to watch it too. So, yeah. So it has a personal touch. It, it wasn't just like, oh, I like this song. It's like it's something that's been around the band for some time then. Yeah. I like that. Um, now, lastly, to close us off um, with these three records that you've released so far um, and also having the pressure of the second record, as a songwriter, how do you feel that you've evolved and what do you feel has been the biggest uh, the biggest evolution you've had in your songwriting? Um, in some ways, I feel like I've just come full circle. Like, I, when I first started writing my own songs, you know, I didn't really think, like, alone, like, in my room or whatever. I didn't put much, too much thought into it. I just did what came naturally to me. And then I think like when you start doing it in a more professional sense, you kind of start to mould yourself to how perhaps one, you know, other people might want, what other people might want to hear. And I, and I never made huge compromises in that way, but I feel like I'm just, instead of, you know, instead of trying to become a better songwriter, I'm almost just trying to get myself to, to be just more confident in the songwriter that I am naturally. And you know, and and I don't mean like from go back to like to the songwriting we did in My Love Is Cool. I mean the songwriting when I did when I was like sixteen or whatever. You know, like really unashamedly me or whatever, and just trying to you know I feel like that kind of happened in this third album more so than in the one before or anything. And that, and I and I wonder if it will even be more so in the next one. I don't know either. Yeah, just like about being brave enough to do what you already want to do you know um it's harder is that can so it should be easy but it's quite hard so yeah i feel yeah i feel like it is hard to have that sense of vulnerability on your music knowing that you know you have an audience that's paying attention mm. um uh i guess in in saying what you just said like the fact that you were able to be more open, more vulnerable in a sense, did you find yourself kind of writing music or some of these songs and then kind of either scratching them or doubting yourself because you weren't sure if it was too much to release? 
yeah, definitely. I think that's like, I think, yeah, probably a bit strange if you don't feel afraid of that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things to consider when you put out a song. When you put out anything, really, uh, that is anything at all. And it's a process. And I think, you know, one of the beauties of being in a band and having a good team around you is that you don't have to go through that alone. Like, there were moments where I was like, I don't want to put any song out anymore. And you, <laughs> and you hopefully have people around you who are like, okay, that, that is, that's okay if you don't want to. Here's why you should and, like, let's talk about the reasons why perhaps you feel like you shouldn't, you know, and nothing gets done alone, really. So just surround yourself with good people if you start to doubt what you do or whatever. Well, congratulations uh, with this new record. I'm super excited about it. Like I, like I said, I've been listening to it since it dropped and um, I just, I love every aspect, every sound, every lyric on this record. So congratulations with that and uh, best of luck you guys are currently on tour right now, and um, I look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Thank you. And can I just say, this is not my bedroom. I would never have a chair that looks like that place there in this room. This is the hotel. I just want people to know that I wouldn't have that chair. I was starting to judge you, but I'm glad <laughs> you clarified that. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you for your time. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more and I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.